Welcome to FemWon. You're tuning into day three of our International Women's Day project, where we're releasing an episode every single day this week, highlighting an organization that really embodies this year's theme. Today, I'm joined with Karina LeBlanc from the Pondish Bondé Center. We're really excited to chat further about the programs that they're offering to really embody Innovate for Change. If you want to follow up on the episodes we've released earlier this week, you can do so wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. And again, feel free to tune in tomorrow and Friday for our final two episodes. Karina, thank you so much for joining us today with Sam Wonk. Thanks for having me, Katie. Really glad to be here. It's my pleasure. I'm first actually just going to ask if you wouldn't mind giving a bit of an introduction to both yourself and the organization that you're here representing. Sure. Um, my name is Karina LeBlanc. Uh, I live currently in Fredericton, New Brunswick. I'm a mom of three teenagers, um, but I'm really, really, really passionate um, about the idea of helping to change systems. Um, and it's sort of been a long journey to get to this place where I figured out what my passion is, but I spent a lot of years in the private sector, both in Fortune 500 companies and in startups. Um, and the startup world is actually what brought me to Fredericton from Toronto. So I'm actually a transplant from the big city out to the East Coast. Uh, best decision I ever made. Uh, no question, that's a really long story for another day, but um, was a turning point for me, both in my career aspirations uh, and in my per- personal interests uh, and passions. So part of the journey here to Atlantic Canada opened up my mind um, to this interest in changing the system and being part of something bigger um, than the sum of its parts. And I was really fortunate seven years ago to get the opportunity to become the inaugural executive director for the Pondeshbande Center at the University of New Brunswick. And at the time, um, when the opportunity was pitched to me as a an organization, a center that was going to focus on catalyzing uh, innovation in the province through looking at entrepreneurship as a lens for impact. I didn't really understand what that meant, Um, but I was uh, really fortunate to be able to come into a space with some great thought leaders who had done a lot of amazing work um, in using, you know, innovation and entrepreneurship as a way to create change, positive change. Um, in society, in the economy. Um, And those two people are Jerry Pond, uh, who's a local um, serial entrepreneur and ecosystem builder in uh, Atlanta, Canada, and Dash Deshpande, um, who is an alumni of the University of New Brunswick, but is living and working um, with his wife, Jay Shri, in Boston, Massachusetts, and runs the uh, Deshpande Foundation which is an organization focused on uh, building um, entrepreneurial ecosystems in communities across the globe um, and leveraging both the uh, impact side, the social entrepreneurship side, and the uh, tech-driven uh, commercial uh, entrepreneurship as well. So both of these amazing um, alumni of the university contributed uh, to the launch of uh, Pandesh Bande uh, seven years ago with this vision uh, to create a catalyst for more entrepreneurship, more innovation in the province of New Brunswick. That's a really broad mandate. Um, And we've uh, spent seven years really honing that down into a niche um, area of support for our ecosystem, which is really about 
understanding how to change the system uh, and leveraging entrepreneurship is one of the means to do that, in addition to pillars like research uh, and policy, evidence-based policymaking. So we've now um, really become uh, a voice for, a, an advocate for, and, and a support network in the community for driving systemic social change uh, using those tools. And we do that in a bunch of ways. Um, we have a youth changemaker program. So we're building a pipeline of young people in the region um, who are turned on by the idea of being able to be changemakers, who are inspired to, be, to have the confidence um, to participate and contribute now, um, and have been given a toolkit on how to turn their ideas into action. And that program is called the Student Ambassador Program. We have over 150 alumni of that program um, who are all over, uh, including yourself, <laughs> Katie, uh, doing amazing things uh, in the ecosystem. Uh, we have a program called uh, B4C, uh, which is B4 Change, a social venture accelerator, which is really focused on building a business for good ecosystem. So we talk about disruption in the private sector, and figuring out how to help companies build social impact into their business models um, so that we don't look at just profit as a, you know, the, the, the pure objective of business, but that we also look at, you know, societal benefits and environmental ones as well, what we call the triple bottom line. Uh, thirdly, we run a grant-making program called the Changemaker Fund, and we've put almost a million dollars uh, into 220 different initiatives in the province of New Brunswick um, that sort of range from, um, you know, smaller community-based projects all the way up to very uh, super scalable startup ventures like Resin Aerospace and Soma Detect as examples. And then lastly, we've uh, in the last few years launched a new um, public and social innovation lab called New Lab. And the fundamental purpose of the lab is to really start to tackle complex social challenges by um, better understanding the system that created the problem and looking at um, sort of an experimentation prototyping ideation methodology for unraveling it and finding long-term sustainable solutions for it. So that's a huge mouthful. <laughs> of what we do, but hopefully it gives a bit of a broad idea of kind of the areas within which the organization is working at the moment. Yeah, thanks so much for that overview, Karina. I think there's no question after that overview why when we think of the theme for International Women's Day today, or I guess not today, sorry, this year, um, Innovate for Change, there's no question that the Pondish Bondi Center is really embodying that vision. And just, yeah, I guess kind of a plug here as well, as you mentioned, I am a, an alum from the Student Ambassador Program and also from the B4C Program. Actually, that's where Femlonk was really kind of born out of. So yeah, I personally am, am so internally grateful to the work that you're doing and also to, of course, the benefactors, uh, Jerry Pond and Deshish Bondi. So would highly recommend if anybody has the opportunity to get plugged into the programs at the Pondish Bondi Center to absolutely take advantage of them there amazing plug over I'll uh, thank you up. for that <laughs> <laughs> no but it's I, I mean it sincerely really the reason why um, I asked you to join us today Karina was in the light of the International Women's Day this the theme this year is think equal build smart innovate for change 
So again, I couldn't think of a better organization than the Pondish Bollandé Center that really embodies what that means. Um, and I, I, I'll get you to maybe speak to why that theme resonates for you. Um, but I also know that you folks really take gender equality seriously. And I'd love if you would also touch on that a bit in, in kind of referencing what this year's theme really means to you. Yeah, so it's been a really interesting learning journey for all of us um, as part of the work of the Pondish Bande Center. We started with this idea of building more entrepreneurs and, you know, for the purpose of creating and stimulating uh, economic prosperity in the region. And as we sort of worked down that path of how do we help build entrepreneurs, we started to think what kinds of entrepreneurs do we want to be helping to support? And that got us into the triple bottom line kind of work where we, we thought about um, how you share wealth. So how do you create organizations that distribute wealth, uh, you know, in a more proportionate way that benefits not only the individual and the investment community, but also, you know, as we mentioned, society and the environment. And then we got further into, okay, entrepreneurs are just part of the systems change we need to create equitable and sustainable society and strong, um, successful economies. And that's when we moved into this idea of systems change and understanding all the stakeholders that are involved in changing the system. And why on earth would we want to change the system? Well, in a lot of cases in societies, our current systems are broken. So we talk often about how our education system is currently not designed to support the needs of our students as they enter into a job market that is completely unknown. We talk about the healthcare system that is just under a massive burden financially and is more focused on cure rather than on prevention. And so we have a very unhealthy society, both physically and mentally. We have challenges with generational poverty in our province that are so significant um, that, you know, our province becomes a focus of Canada in terms of poverty reduction strategy. So there are so many systems that we work within and that affect all of us, even those of us who are outside of some of those pillars, because if we're employers or we're working in private sector, we want healthy society to produce a healthy labor force that can contribute to its full potential. And there's nothing more important than that now for provinces like New Brunswick, which are also struggling with population growth, which is another systemic challenge. So what we've uncovered after all of that, that's a long-winded way to say that the system is broken because we haven't had all the right people at the table to design the system. And so part of that problem has been historically, we've had a very heterogeneous group of voices designing systems for society. And so what we need to do to change that, to create better models for education, for healthcare, um, for uh, population growth, immigration, retention, all these kinds of things is to make sure you have all the voices at the table. So as we've come through this sort of discovery process, we realize that we can't run any of our programs unless we understand the barriers, the biases, the you know cultural uh, barriers in place to getting people to the table to become designers of the society that we would like. And so part of that is understanding privilege, uh, understanding gender biases, understanding uh, cultural biases and figuring out um, how do we learn 
to create more uh, inclusive ways of uh, getting people accessibility to the decision-making table, getting people to our programs to be able to participate, be innovators, be change makers, and be part of that conversation to change the system. Because until we get that diverse group of voices, an equal gender balance of representative of racial minorities, language minorities, you know, persons of uh, disability, user-based um, uh, information and input, we won't have the kinds of systems um, that are sustainable and equitable and that create a positive, you know, societal model for Canada. So, so again, it was a very long-winded way to kind of describe where we came from. We came from a producing entrepreneurs to fixing the system to now realizing the system's broken because we don't have the right people at the table. So there's nothing more important in this International Women's Day to talk about what are the barriers to getting women to that decision-making table so we make better models um, for our society going forward. I obviously love that and completely agree with you. And that really, again, was where FemWealth was kind of born out of from, from the perspective of you know, the policies that impact everybody on a day-to-day -day basis, like how can we have those conversations broadly in a way that considers just the folks that these policies are impacting direct, you know, not a revolutionary idea by any means, but yeah. to your point, one that has not necessarily been implemented in practice. And I just want to follow up as well. I think that what you said is, is so great. And I think to my experience with the for the accelerator on our very first day um, one of the exercises we did was basically um, an exercise in identifying biases and why I thought mm -hmm. that was so important was because you know again we did have a very diverse group of folks whether it was um, you know gender or just business ideas like very much folks who had different lived experiences were doing very different things um, and so I thought it was so important that when we had this conversation, you had folks around the table that kind of were taking a step back and saying, you know, wow, I don't face that barrier, but it's important for me to recognize that you face that barrier for X reason. Like it was just a very open and honest conversation that I thought was so important to get really everybody aware of, again, whether it was privilege, bias, et cetera. And, and again, like that, folks might think, oh, you know, a, a venture accelerator, why the heck are you talking about that? But again, I thought it was so important to just really get everyone on a similar page to what experiences, not only the folks that are in the room are having and facing, but, you know, folks that, that everybody in the room would be interacting with, whether through building their venture or otherwise. So, yeah, that's, I think that's such a prime example of really the Pondish Bondi Center living exactly what you're saying. So, yeah. So, Karina, I'd, I'd really just like to know, I guess, how, like, from my perspective, again, and I, I know you folks would probably face this as well, some of these conversations are really difficult to have. So, how do we have these conversations in a kind of open and respectful way um, on days like International Women's Day, where there is a bit more of that platform, but also further after that platform, you know, dies down a bit, how do we continue to have these conversations? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's great that there's so much more prominence for this this conversation to, to be happening now. Um, it's a turning point in history for us, and we need to capitalize on that momentum. My um, 
you know, sort of personal reflections on on the conversation have taken me from a a place of anger, you know, and frustration and lashing out because as a woman, you know, you you have this very deep sort of personal feeling about um, what it means to not be to not have equitable access to what society offers to now a, a more a place of compassion and um, real sort of energy for um, change making that involves both genders um, because I feel as though when we come across with with the anger which is totally justified um, and, and sometimes that's part of healing trauma is having to express um, that kind of dissension but then if we can find a way especially those of us who have other privileges uh, because of you know being Canadian being wealthy being white whatever it might be is to have that compassionate dialogue that moves us to a place of change um, and so I don't think a lot of people intentionally, you know, leave out women or create structural biases or it's just it's ingrained in our culture and in our history and the way our society has evolved. So unraveling that means having compassion for the system and, you know, where we've come from and then focusing on, you know, collectively, how can we create a win-win environment for everybody as we untangle this and create more opportunities for women uh, in our society. And so that's what I'm most looking forward to is a really constructive dialogue. I love it when men identify themselves as feminists. Um, it's such a beautiful gift to this whole conversation um, to have men stand up in that way and say, you know, I I don't know what, you know, it feels like, um, but I now that I understand what the barriers are, I want to be part of the solution too, um, because it's it's going to benefit me and, you know, all of our community. So that's, I think that's the most important thing that we need to focus on is this co-creation, this beautiful way for us to do things together. Yeah, I like that. So it's, it's about both compassion, a mutual understanding, and a desire to work together with everybody. I think that that is really powerful. We've reached out to Indigenous mm -hmm. communities. We've reached out to people who work in uh, diversity and inclusion We to, to help us be, become better at this because we don't have the expertise to be inclusive, um, and we need help to understand how to do that better. And then we hopefully can then train others to do that as well. So if you don't know how to do it yourself, go and access support and people. There are experts out there in the system that can help you remove the blinders, understand, create a compassionate environment and and create spaces like a part of our philosophy is all of our programs need to be representative of the communities that we serve. And if we don't, then we have to go back to the drawing board and redesign the way we create application opportunities, competitive opportunities, and create cohorts and communities of people. So I encourage people to do the same. Yeah, I think that that's a great kind of call to action. Like identifying where you have your own personal gaps, whether it's within your organization or just, again, you're within yourself and, and reaching out to have those conversations and seeking out folks that do have that expertise. Yeah, so I think um, I think it's a great place to wrap up the episode. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk with you about this. I appreciate you for the platform that um, you've provided to have this conversation. And 
I'm just really excited about the momentum that we have. And I've got a feeling we're going to see some major shifts uh, in the various institutional models that have sort of kept, you know, this issue of, of uh, gender bias at bay for a long time, making systemic change. So kudos to you. Finger, fingers crossed. Thanks again for tuning in. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Femwong to follow along with the International Women's Day Project. See you tomorrow.